When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Montana State and Kansas State uh, just heading into halftime. Kansas State up 34-28. Uh, Arizona State up on TCU. Hey, now, 43-37. to Watch out, those devils. And, um, and uh, Indiana is up by five against Kent State, 19-14. to I'll keep you posted throughout. Also, uh, we've got a... Um, a golf tournament that's taking place this weekend. It is the Valspar. We've got three golf tournaments taking place before the majors, which is going to be really exciting. Um, and right now, uh, who's uh, Sh- Adam Shank is at the top leaderboard. He's seven under, but right below him is Kramer Hickok and he's six under. This is a cat that I liked coming in. So he's got a, with data golf, he's got an 8% chance of winning this tournament and you could get him right now at nine to one to win the tournament. You could also get him at plus 165 to finish in the top five. I'd do it. I liked him coming in, and um, he was three under today, so now he's sitting uh, second on the leaderboard. Uh, If you want Jordan Spieth, who's tied for third, he's five under. He's only two shots back. Uh, Wouldn't blame you. Data Golf has him as a 14, sorry, 14, 1-4, 14% chance of winning this at five to one. And also Fleetwood is also tied for third at five under. Uh, and uh, Dadagoff has him at a 9% chance of winning this. And you could get him at seven to one. But my money is rolling on Hickok. I uh, love that he's sitting there just uh, one shot back. And, and a big reason, uh, loved him coming in, in in regard to the metrics. Putting well, doing all the things that you need to do in order to win win at, 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 the, at the Valspar. That's for sure. Again, uh, Andre Snellings, we heard from him earlier. Um, him and I had a discussion earlier today on my bet show, um, uh, some of the hot topics out there. And then, and then of course we incorporate gambling. And one of them is the fact that Embiid now is favored minus 115 to win the MVP. Uh, Jokic just seven a day, seven days ago was minus 400, but boy has the tide turned. Let's listen in. The most wanted man right now on these ESPN platforms talking all things college basketball but let's bring in Dre. Dre how you doing? Um, I'm wearing my Aaron Rodgers Jets t-shirt. We're all on Aaron Rodgers watch <laughs> right here all over New York and New Jersey so you know I gotta sport it dude. Yeah no I feel that and you know I'm always NFL but I'm a Bengals guy so I'm on Orlando Brown celebration. We got us an offensive lineman. Yes uh, by the way I knew his father Zeus. I used to host sports talk radio with Zeus. Uh, so uh, big, big fan of Orlando Brown, and I do like the Bengals to win the championship this coming year. But let's talk some NBA. We always like to start off Friday with the good word. Here we go. Embiid, now the favorite to win the MVP at minus 115. Jokic was 4-1 seven days ago. What has changed? What is your good word, Dre? Torch, as in it's time to pass the torch. Jokic has been the back-to-back MVP. He beat Embiid directly. They went 1-2 each of the last two years. But this year, Embiid has finally done enough to surpass the Joker. 
Um, we'll talk a little bit, uh, talk more about this a little later in the show, but just quick summary, uh, Embiid has a slightly better statistical footprint. His team has a slightly better record. He outplayed Jokic handily head-to-head -head this season, and it's just his turn. So I, I, I just think it's time for the torch to pass from the Joker to uh, the Troll. I'm going to use the word fleeced, as in robbed, if the Joker doesn't win it. I mean, are you kidding me? Like, because the last few weeks, he's like maybe assist or a rebound away from a triple-double. Dude averages a triple-double every night. I can't remember the last time Embiid put up a triple-double. He only averages about three assists a game. So, like, and, and, and oh, by the way, this is, last time I remembered, this was a team sport. Now, it'd be one thing if you're telling me, like, okay, the MVP is, is given to a dude who's like, who goes one-on-one -on, -one on a basketball court, right? But that's not the case. And I understand the Nuggets, they've been losing as of late. Uh, the, the 76ers, they're eight and three with a plus 7.9 point differential the last few weeks, but it is a team sport. I do believe that if the Joker does not get the MVP, he will have been released. That is my good word. Question number two, the Bucs, this is interesting, Trey. The Bucs are favored to win the NBA title, but they are second favorite behind Boston coming out of the East. Hmm, what's your good word? Djokovic is in the other Joker. So for you tennis fans out there, the debate for like a decade was Roger Federer or Rafa Nadal? You know, who was the best? Who was gonna end up with the most majors? When in reality, it turns out the debate should have been Rafa versus Djokovic. And that applies here because the debate in the East and to win the championship shouldn't, in my opinion, be the Bucks versus the Celtics. It should be the Bucks versus the 76ers with the 76ers in that Djokovic role. And so, you know, the, the Celtics, like Federer, started off the season really strong. They were the best team for the first three months of the season. But since both the Bucks and the 76ers have started getting healthier, they've since caught up and surpassed the Celtics. And in our ESPN uh, Basketball Power Index, BPI stat, um, the Bucks and the 76ers are now 1-2 in the East. So they are the two that should be competing for the East and the championship. Um, with the 76ers in that Djokovic role, which, by the way, makes them good value at 12 to 1 to win the championship and 5.5 uh, to 1 to win the East. So, my good word is schedule here. I, I went online to look at the schedule, the remaining schedule, just a few weeks left in the regular season. The Bucks strength the schedule is a tad more difficult than Boston. Um, you know, they still have to, the Bucks still have to face the Nuggets, they ha still have to face the Grizzlies. Also, the Bucks have not been as consistent as Boston has. I think also Boston, I, I, they're, they're starting to get healthier uh, health-wise and they're peaking at the right time. Uh, to me, that's, that's the only reason why I, I think this makes sense. I still like the Bucks to represent the East. Uh, and I do believe that they will uh, get the number one seed in the East, but only time will tell, we'll see. Um, let's talk some college hoops. Uh, here's your question. After yesterday, wow, what a wild Thursday it was. Can't wait for today. I've got my three TVs set up in my living room. Not sure if you follow me on Twitter, what my setup is. It's, it's, it's actually quite good. Uh, a number two seed will win the NCAA tournament, and you could get that at plus 330. Dre, are you playing it? What's your good word? Fat Joe, as in the rapper Fat Joe. He's gone viral in, in recent weeks for uh, making the statement, 
that yesterday's price is not today's price. And so yesterday at this time, I think this might have been a good bet. But since yesterday at this time, Arizona went out and lost and destroyed a whole bunch of people's brackets. There are still three good two seeds out there. But I think that if you check, Arizona was probably the two seed that was winning the championship on the most brackets coming in. So with them down and now there's only three left and arguably those three aren't as strong as Arizona was, I'm fading um, a two seed to win the, the, the tournament now because like Fat Joe said, yesterday's price is not today's price. So my good word is possibly, possibly. Obviously, Arizona's gone, so now we're talking about three, two still remaining. Texas, listen, Houston, that game against Northern Kentucky, too close for comfort for me. I think at one point in time, Northern Kentucky was leading. Of course, Houston, uh, they pulled it out in the end, but the score of 63-52 does not indicate just how close that game was. Um, UCLA, they look great last night, late last night, but can they do it against better competition, especially Gonzaga and UConn coming out of that region of death? And then I've, I've got Marquette losing to either Michigan State, Kentucky, or Tennessee. So possibly, if, you had, if I had to say one, I'd probably lean towards Texas more than any other, but possibly is my good word. So again, a nice, fun little segment I, I do with Dre. Talking about some of the the hottest topics in or around sport, and then on and then bringing it full circle and talking about how you could gamble on it. Um, so there's that uh, number two seeds that that did advance again: UCLA, uh, Texas, uh, Marquette, Arizona. We know is gone. Purdue is gone. How about that? FDU taking down Purdue. And as I said earlier, uh, on ESPN, the bracket challenge on ESPN, there is not one perfect bracket left now that Purdue was upset by Fairleigh Dickinson. So really, really unbelievable. And big shout out to them and, and of course, the university and, and, and Tobin Anderson, who was co- so kind uh, to be on, on my radio show this past weekend, which was really, really great. Uh, when we get back, we'll hear from Rich Semini. Um, him and I have a discussion about what the status is right now with the Jets and, and Aaron Rodgers and what this means pertaining to AFC East futures bets. So we'll dive into that next right here on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up hypnotic and cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. 
Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Talking all things XFL. So we'll go from NFL to XFL. Uh, The XFL last night uh, had a late game tip off. Was it like at eight at 10 30, something like that because they played in, um, in Seattle, the Roughnecks lost to the sea dragons 21 to 14. It was shocking because the Roughnecks, uh, the best team in the XFL and the sea dragons were sitting there at two and two. So, uh, but we've got three games on the docket over the weekend, one on Saturday and two on on Sunday, or two on Saturday and one on Sunday, something like that. So Greg's going to join me to break it down. Stormy Bonantani is going to join me uh, to break it down, and she's going to be at the best game, which I think this week for the XFL is the Battle Hawks going up against the D.C. Defenders. She will be right there on the sidelines. So we'll get you some XFL plays coming your way momentarily. But let's listen in again. Earlier this week, Rich Samini was kind enough to join me uh, on that Bet Digital Gambling show talking all things Aaron Rodgers and where the situation stands right now with Aaron Rodgers, uh, the Jets, more importantly, and the Green Bay Packers. Let's listen in. Bring in Rich Samini. Again, he does a phenomenal job covering the Jets for us here at ESPN. And Rich, as I said before we started the show, probably one of the, the most wanted men uh, on the planet right now because you have your finger on the pulse of better than most. So let's talk about Aaron. As we know, he went on Pac McAfee's show earlier today. And what he communicated was that he wants to play for the Jets, right? He met with the Jets. He gave the Jets a list of some of the players, his guys that he wants on this team. So far, of course, uh, Lazard now has been signed. Some other names out there, Mercedes Lewis, Randall Cobb, even mentioned Odell Beckham Jr. So with that being said, you know, what, what, what do you feel, what other moves do you feel the Jets are going to make? in the next few hours, days, in regard to the the group of players that Aaron wants on this Jets Jets team, this Jets franchise. Yeah, I think Aaron joked about that a little bit on the McAfee show today. He said this wasn't like a list of demands that he wanted to make from the Jets. And I think he's right. From what I gather, this is more of a collaborative thing. The Jets said to him, hey, Aaron, who are some players you'd you'd comfortable with, playing with? And, of course, he mentioned some former teammates. Uh, I do expect that Alan Lazard deal to get done shortly. Randall Cobb, I think there's a good chance he ends up with the Jets. Now, they already have a good slot receiver in Elijah Moore, but I think Randall Cobb could come in as a backup slot. I'd be very surprised if they signed Odell Beckham Jr. The Jets do not have a lot of cap room. And he is asking for a lot of money. I think that would be a luxury for the Jets. And same with Mercedes Lewis. The Jets actually have a few good tight ends. So I don't think that would happen. But I do think they might get that Randall Cobb thing done eventually. Well, Rich, you you mentioned cap space. If you can kind of break this down for us, right? Like, how are the Jets being able to afford, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers? and, and, And what do you feel after that deal's done? potentially could be available for for other players. We know 
that there's some offensive line uh, help that this team desperately needs, especially if they're bringing in Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, it's too bad he has. He should get some of his BFFs who are offensive linemen to come with him to New York because that's where the Jets need the help. They also lost two defensive tackles today in free agency, so they need some help there as well. In terms of the cap space, you know, they can manipulate the cap. Rodgers is not going to crush their cap. Under his existing contract, he would only count $16 million on the Jets' cap. Now, I say existing contract because I totally expect that contract to be reworked in the coming days when that trade happens. So conceivably, he could count less on the cap. So I think there is some maneuverability for the Jets to bring in some more players. So um, have you have you gotten an idea? Of course, we, we again, we, we heard what Aaron had to say. Have you gotten an idea in regard to what the terms of the deal could potentially look like? Because all we know right now is Aaron wants to come to New York. He wants to play for the Jets. The only thing that's holding it up is the deal between the Green Bay Packers and the Jets. What do you know about that potential deal? Right. I think I, I feel comfortable in saying this. They wouldn't be this far down the road if the Jets didn't feel comfortable with what the Packers are asking for. I don't think the Jets would have left themselves this vulnerable because they've missed out on a bunch of other quarterbacks because they have all their eggs in the Rodgers basket. So I'd I don't think there's a huge gap in what they're looking for compensation-wise. I think the big question is, will it include a first-round pick? I don't think the Jets want to give up a first-round pick for a 39-year-old quarterback who may only play a year or two. So I think you're looking at something like maybe two twos, two threes, but also also a conditional aspect attached to one of those picks. All right, Rich, I, I, I need to ask because we were, we're on the, the precipice of March Madness. Do you have a March Madness play? Who do you think wins the big dance this season? Well, Anita, you're talking to a Syracuse grad, so for obvious reasons, I'm not as into the tournament as I usually am. We had a rough year with the Orange, but if I had to pick someone, I would say Duke coming out of the East. Uh, I know they're the number five seed, so it won't, it'll be a difficult road, but I watched them recently. Love the way they're playing defense. They're a young team that seems to be peaking at the right time, so that would be my choice. Thank you so much for joining us, Rich. Uh, it's going to be a fun a few 24, 48 hours uh, until this all, of course, reveals itself. Appreciate you, my friend. Thank you so much for joining us. And here we are on this Saturday night at 11.23 p.m., and uh, it still has not revealed itself. Uh, Jets fans, I'm sure, waiting anxiously. Uh, word that um, this, uh, this deal is done and a trade has been made. You know, I, I personally feel that and, and not to, to point blame, but I do feel that the Jets are in this situation because Aaron could not, you know, and, and again, I don't, you know, a few things. Number one, in his interview with, with McAfee, he said that he, prior to him going into that black box of darkness for how many other days he was in there, um, he was 90% leaning towards retirement. Okay. Uh, he comes out of the black box. Uh, the Giants, the Giants, the Jets meet with Derek Carr. It, it's evident that, especially with Nathaniel Hackett being hired here, that that Rodgers was the number one priority um, or desire of quarterback for the Jets. So, but in 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 waiting for Aaron Rodgers to make a decision, 
Derek Carr goes to the Saints. Jimmy Garoppolo goes to the Raiders. Um, Baker Mayfield goes to the Tampa Bay Bucks. So what's happened now is the, the Jets are desperate. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm sure a lot of their plan B now is not a plan at all. So now, you know, the, the, the Green Bay Packers have all this leverage. A ton of leverage. Because this has taken so long to, you know, does Aaron really want to play? Does he want to come play for the Jets? Does he not? Um, you know, in, 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 other, in other quarterbacks, knowing that Aaron Rodgers was the Jets' priority. If I'm Derek Carr, I'm going, I'm going to another team as well. If I'm not your priority, right, I'm going to go somewhere else. So it's, it's, it's a, it's, it's, it's a, a bad situation because now, you know, the Green Bay Packers have all the leverage and they probably want that number one overall pick. And the Jets probably don't want to give it up for a quarterback that who knows might only be here for one year. We'll see what happens. I'll tell you what though, uh, you could get the Buffalo Bills to win the AFC East at plus 135. Even with Aaron Rodgers on this Jets team, I still think the Bills win the division. I think the Jets get in as a wild card. I think they win games. But I still think the Bills will be the best division, the best team in this division. And because of all of this right now, you could get the Bills to win the AFC East at plus 135. These numbers will never be this good again. So that that is how I would roll if I were you. Uh, when we come back, uh, we'll, we'll continue to talk some football but let's talk some XFL. Let's get you some plays uh, that you can uh, you can bite into, win some money this weekend in the XFL. That next, right here on Weekend Wager, 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. 
With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Quick reminder again, uh, I'm not on tomorrow afternoon, um, but I will be back on Sunday morning getting you ready for Sunday action as well. But it's time to get you ready for XFL. Again, Greg McElroy uh, was kind enough to join me on my digital bet show earlier this week to talk about the XFL. Let's listen in. I'm really big into the XFL. I'm excited that we're heading into week five and we've got some interesting matchups. So let's start first and foremost. Uh, on Thursday night, late night on Thursday night, you've got Houston going up against Seattle. Houston favored by three. The over-under here is 41 and a half. How are you playing this matchup? Well, I think you look at this and you look at the fact that Houston scored 44 last week by themselves. They're going up against Seattle, the number one passing attack in the XFL. You got to take the over, right? Oh, no, 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 not me. I'm taking 41 and a half and I'm taking the under. The reason why both teams run variations of the run and shoot slash air raid, meaning that Wade Phillips, who's the head coach of the Houston Roughnecks, He's going to be going up against an offense that he sees every single day in practice. You think he's not going to have some type of plan? These two teams are so eerily familiar with each other. The offensive coordinator at Seattle is June Jones. He was the head coach of the Houston Roughnecks the last time around. So there's a lot of familiarity here. And I just think that number just south of the football number of 42 makes me lean towards the under just a little bit. But man, it doesn't feel very comfortable. I got to be very honest with you there. Yeah, I'll tell you what does feel comfortable, Greg, and that is Houston. I'll lay the points with Houston again. They're just so good, right? I mean, not only are they 4-0 this season, but if you go back pre-COVID when the league had to shut down, they're 9-0. They beat (laughs) Orlando 44-16. Not a surprise there. I was late in the, I want to say at kickoff, it was 9 against Orlando. I know it's a short work week. That might scare some folks. Of course, them, of course, heading, heading out and having to play on the road, but Seattle, not to take anything away from Danucci and Josh Gordon, and we've seen that offense develop and get better in, in weeks, and in Ellison, of course, at the running back position. I just think Houston's too good, so I will lay the points. On Saturday, we've got a few games. One of my favorite teams, I love watching D.C. play. They're going up against St. Louis. In St. Louis, huge fan base, right? Like 30, what, 30, almost 40,000 fans there. Really unbelievable. D.C. is favored by two. The over-under here is at 41 and a half as well. What's your play? Well, this one to me reeks because you have the undefeated team 
obviously facing off against the most difficult home environment, right? Everyone watched 38,000 strong. It was one of the highest rated games of the weekend last weekend. So everybody watched St. Louis in their own dome. People going crazy and Arlington really struggled against them. St. Louis had by far their most complete performance to date en route to what was a thorough beatdown of the Arlington Renegades. All that being said, I can't believe DC's favored. It's real. I, that's really. It's one of those like, how is how is St. Louis not favored here? I'm shocked. Which means you got to take DC, right? You almost have to. They've been the most complete team in the XFL up to this point. I think. I know you love Houston. I like DC just a little bit better right now. But ultimately, I think it's purely because this line just smells really bad. I'm gonna hold my nose. I'm gonna lay the points with the road dog with the road favorite. <sighs> And just hope that the more complete team beats the team that's played much better in the fourth quarter of every game this year. Uh, listen, like I said earlier, you know, I, I, I like A.J. McCarron. I, I think he's the best quarterback in this league. I love the fan base. I love the excitement. But I'm with you. I'm laying the points with D.C. Um, because I, I just, this is a team, they're 4-0 on the season. They beat the Vipers last week, 32-18. to I love that. Here's the thing. I think very few of these teams, Greg, they have they, they don't have an identity yet. I feel DC does, right? Smash, smash mouth football, very balanced offense. Um, I, I love their dual quarterback play. I just, I, 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 they don't do anything exceptionally great, but they do a lot of things well. And uh, and so I'm, I'm with you. Um, I think there's something stinky and smelly about this line. Uh, so I'm with you. I like DC. I'll lay the points. On Sunday, we've got uh, San Antonio going up against uh, the, uh, the the Arlington Renegades. And, um, and so this line right now, San Antonio is favored by two. And the over-under just is 35 and a half. There we go. I could see my notes. Uh, so what is your, what's your play in this matchup <laughs> on Saturday? Well, two offenses that have really struggled. San Antonio actually just recently reassigned their offensive coordinator, Jaime Elizondo. He's now not going to be calling plays anymore. They promoted him within. Jimmy Johnson now going to be the guy. But ultimately, this comes down to short fields. And if I have learned anything from watching Arlington up to this point, is that there's going to be turnovers forced, and there's also going to be forced turnovers. And I think they might be on both sides. So I love the over in this game of 35 and a half. I think it flies past that. It's the short field and all the Arlington games have been kind of close to the vest up to this point, but I just get the sense that this thing could get a little bit sideways. I'm also taking San Antonio and I'm gonna lay the two points. Like St. Louis, like Seattle, like DC, San Antonio has had a very compelling home field environment. I think that will be a factor, especially if turnovers are as much a part of the game as I anticipate them being. So give me San Antonio with a revamped offensive core, forcing a few turnovers, forcing a couple short fields, and ultimately winning the game comfortably by a field goal or so. I'm with you, lockstep. Uh, I'm taking San Antonio. I'm going to lay the points as well. New offensive coordinator Jimmy Johnson can make some noise. I know they lost to Seattle 15-18, to 18, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling a quarterback change coming here shortly. And more importantly, you know, to me, the Renegades, you know, it's hard. They lost to St. Louis last week. Now this will be their second straight road trip. So I'm with you. I'm on San Antonio. Uh, real quick, you've got the Vipers taking on the worst team in the XFL in Orlando, laying seven and a half. 
I'll lay it. If you're scared, say you're scared. I'm not. Are you playing this one? Yeah, I, I am. I'm going to play it. I'd lay it. I, like, I, I've watched Orlando. I've seen them try everything. I, I don't like it. I, there's just, it, to me, that team is really struggling. Very little offensive identity. Defensively, they've struggled. They've gotten off to really slow starts. If they get off to a decent start and run the football, they might be able to hang in there. But I think that Vegas is still a team that has some juice. They completely shot themselves in the foot week one. They've had opportunities to move the football, just haven't been consistent enough. So I'm going to take Vegas. I'm going to lay the points. And until proven otherwise, you cannot take the Guardians. Not right now, you can't. Not saying they can't get things turned around, but in the first half of the season, they're a very difficult team even to take north of a touchdown worth of points with. Again, I, I want to thank Greg, uh, Greg McElroy, who uh, joined me on, of course, that Bet Digital show, giving us a really, really good preview of the XFL and what's coming up uh, this weekend. Just to, just to recap, uh, the bets that I'm on, and this is for the three remaining games that are going to be taking place. Of course, the Roughnecks, they lost to the Sea Dragons 21-14. to Just goes to show you, that was last night, anything is possible. So um, the Battlehawks, I like the Battlehawks getting the two against D.C. The Battlehawks, their home crowd, they almost have 40,000 people in attendance. It's really unbelievable. In my opinion, they have the best quarterback in A.J. McCarron. They've got a balanced offense. Defense, uh, I think, is going to be able to limit the D.C. defenders' rushing attack. So give me the Battlehawks plus two. Um, I'm going to take the Guardians plus seven and a half. I just think it's too many points against the Vipers. And Paxton Lynch actually looked pretty solid to me against the Roughnecks last week. And the Vipers are coming in with a new offensive coordinator. So I do like the Guardians getting the seven and a half. And last but not least, give me the Brahmas minus two against the Renegades. The Renegades have quarterback issues, turnovers, inexperience, and they're 0-2 on the road. I also like the under in this matchup at 35 and a half. So those would be my three plays heading into this weekend. Uh, quick break. We come back. Another ESPN talent who's part of the XFL broadcast team covering the XFL, Stormy Bonantani, is going to join us next with a great preview of the XFL games coming our way this weekend. So hang tight. Uh, we'll hear from Stormy next right here on Weekend Wager, 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN.